Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We are in like a proper recording studio. I went down to the loo and... I think this is the second time I've been in a recording studio. Yeah. The first time, I literally, while I was peeing, I was, it was all coming back, all to came me. back to me. Yeah. And I was in a recording studio with a very famous rapper, not the one oh. that people might think, like a random one, before, like years before I started working with who I'm working with. Okay. Do you know oh, what, yeah, yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you know what Lean is? Yeah, I do. Okay. So for those of you who don't know what Lean is, it's cough syrup. It's cough syrup. Cough syrup and I think grape soda. Just listen to the meal now all about us. Oh, fuck. Now we can't say the story. <laughs> can I say that? We can just bleep out. We can. We okay. can. Yeah. Um, so I'm in the studio with a friend of mine who's recording a song. Yeah. And they were all drinking lean. And I didn't know what it was. And I was like, okay, it must be like a fucking cocktail or something. I didn't know that it's literally like codeine, cough syrup, like... Yeah. Like it's hardcore. It's hardcore. And I just passed out for about three hours. So they just had to record. And there's just like a sleeping Irish homosexual on the couch for like... I leaned. I leaned. Anyway, so that just reminded me of my little experience. So we're getting straight into it. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Andrew, good morning. Oh, what's up? Welcome home. Thank you. It's great to actually, I'm delighted you made the time to come back to Ireland just for a little bit. I know. I, know. I was getting us coffee this morning and I was like, I'm walking to work in Dublin. You're walking to work for the in first Dublin time, like, for the first time ever. No, well, no, I used to live here, but. Yeah, but for the first time for, ever. For, okay, for the first time ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably like at least 15 years, 16 years, something like that. That's it's kinda, insane. It's cool. It's, well, be, look, it's cool to be back in Dublin. Good. It's great to have you back. This is so gas. I know. Well, we've actually never hung out in Dublin before. We've only ever hung out in LA. No, literally. Which the last crazy. time I saw you in Dublin was at your launch for your hair care brand. Right. Which is the first time we it? met. Yeah. Right. Properly. Yeah. Yeah. I was meant to come to your Primark launch. Oh, and you were too busy. Ago. You were too busy. Were I was you? too busy. Yeah. You were recording. <laughs> Sorry. Recording Crybaby. Were you? <laughs> Why is that the only song that I reference of yours? Whenever me and Erica are out or doing anything, I'm like, and someone like recognizes you or like looks at you, I'm like, go on, give him, give him a bit of cry, baby, Erica. <laughs> and she never does. But maybe, maybe on the pod you might break into a little cry, baby, acapella. What accent is that? I don't know. That, that's my Irish, <laughs> my mono Irish, like country-ish. I don't know accent because I, I don't have an Irish accent anymore. 
Yeah, we're going to get to that as well. Because um, you've been in LA for a hot minute. So I think we're going to have to de-LA you a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, whenever I'm about to talk to my mom on the phone. Yeah. Or I'm about to come back to Ireland. Yeah. Or I'm about to like talk to an Irish person. I literally have to meditate on... You are Irish. You are Irish. Irish sound Irish. Because in America, they think I sound like Harry Potter. And here, they think I sound like... Not Harry Potter. Yeah. Whenever I say, I'm like, oh, could I get a blah, 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 like a uh, glass of... Hey, can I get a glass of water? I'm like, <laughs> okay. That's not what I sound like. But Sorry, not me sounding like this on our first podcast, by the way. Sounding like a, a a, nice an old man, man in a, in a who smokes 50 a day. In Ladbrokes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, like this time being back in Ireland or the past like maybe two or three times, it, this this time has been especially good because I actually have a friend in oh Ireland now. Oh my God, now. shout out to me for being Andrew's first Irish friend. Yeah, like for real. <laughs> um, but it's been it's been better because honestly, the grinder game in, in Ireland. I was just going to ask. Yeah, it's it, it used to be like slightly grim. There were just the, there wasn't as many gay people. Um, I don't think there was many people out, maybe. Yeah. So anyone that had their photos up on Grinder, I don't know if I was like that into them. Uh, but now, now, welcome to fucking Rio de Janeiro, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, where did these all of these fucking sexy Brazilians come from? I'm dying to come home now. You've been gone for a minute, Andrew. I've been... I, a lot I, has I, changed. A lot has changed. I left Ireland in, I think, maybe 2007 or 2008. Yeah, so for those who don't know, Talk them through how, well, obviously, welcome to our podcast, first of all, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Hi, that was, our, that was our theme tune. That's our theme tune. Do, yeah. do, do, do. Um, I'm Erica Cody, singer, songwriter, tr- wannabe pop star, and Andrew is a ponytail snatcher. Hold on, first of all, don't be Irish, wannabe <laughs> pop star, you're a fucking pop star. She's a pop star. Yeah. She's a pop star. She's a pop star, but nobody knows it, JK. But nobody knows yet. Um, uh, no, I, uh, Erica... If I okay, will I describe you? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll describe you. Oh, okay. First, I would say sexy. Oh, <laughs> like comes to mind. Oh, oh. my god. Um, yeah, pop star, like a, a full pop star. I think the first, the first time I ever saw you on television was Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And you were obviously a star because you were in full full drag. Yeah, that was great. That I got to live my best drag life yes. on Dance of the Stars. Yes. And I do it all again just for that reason alone. Yeah. Yeah. You should just go on tour, just like fucking dance. Yeah. I think I should. Even yeah. though I can't I don't think I can do it much now. Really? Why? Yeah, because I just haven't had time. It becomes your whole world. Like I literally had it was my life for five months. Yeah. I ate, slept, breathed. How long do you train before the show even starts? Like six weeks. So we were training of like 10, 10 hours a day. What? Like we were going. That's like, a whole day. It was my life. Like I came home, tra- I came home, went to bed, was up literally six hours later, straight back into the rehearsal studio and then home again. And it was the same thing for five months. I would hate that. So it was seven days a week, Fuck like nearly hell. 10 hours a day. Like we went like full pedal to the metal for like the first. Were you just skin and bone? Skin and bone. By the time I actually finished the show, I didn't even recognize myself. There's like a photo of me on my phone. I think I showed it to you before. Did you? Um. Yeah. And I mean, I do not know that girl. Wow. Teeny, 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 tiny. Like I went into the show. No, I had no expectations of it. First of all, mm-hmm. um, and then I noticed more so towards the end of the show, the physical toll it was taking on my body because you're literally right. doing cardio for like six, seven hours a day. 
Um, and yeah, by the time I came out of, I went in, I think a size 12 and I came out a size eight. What? Yeah, it was Wait. nuts. Wait. It was nuts. Most important question. What did your feet look like? Do they look like I don't like, like my feet anyway. Do they look like um the pigeons in um oh, in Times Square? Andrew little stumps. Like little bloody stumps. My dad is an athlete, so he was never blessed with nice feet. Yeah. Luckily my mom has nice feet. Okay. So I've her left I've her left foot and of my dad's right foot. No, seriously, they were really, really bad. Wait, so your I went documentary in. is my right foot. <laughs> and it's just a picture of a gnarled hook. Pigeon toe. Yeah, literally. literally. Um, yeah, they weren't looking great. They were constantly bruised, constantly bleeding. Yeah. Constantly just in bits. Right. They're still in bits. I got a bunion and everything on my left foot from it. I don't even know what a bunion is, I but know. it doesn't sound And great. then like, I looked into like getting surgery on my bunion and all, but like apparently it's like really intensive. Is that the thing where the toe kind of looks like that? Yeah, but like genetically, oh my God, how did we end up on our first bloody podcast talking about but my feet? It goes, your, your your big toe goes into a, like a little angle. It goes to a little, it's slanted a little bit to the it left. It just like just its hip out a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just likes to pop its, its yeah. hip. You got the gay toe. I got the gay toe. Gotcha. Um, but genetically, like so everyone on my dad's side of the family has that foot. Okay. So everyone's foot is just slightly. But it's just your left, your right foot. My left foot. Your left foot. <laughs> my left foot. Okay. My left foot. My left foot too. My left the foot Erica part Cody two. Years. Yes, okay. literally. So Erica, both Erica and myself are Leos. Yeah. But like, I think Leos can hang out with other Leos because another friend of ours, Ricardo, he's a Leo too. Yeah. But there's different types of Leos. There's different types of Leos. But okay, so you're, so you're crazy feet. My crazy um, feet. And the, the concept of drag is that you like change how you You mold look. your feet into... A shoe. <laughs> into a shoe. So we to wear these like heels throughout practice as well. So you're okay. practicing in your heels. Now, how many inches are we talking heels? So I started off at two. I know that's... <laughs> started okay. off... Okay. <laughs> a little kitten heel. So I could play GAA in a two-inch You could play yeah. GAA in a two-inch heel if yeah. you wanted to, but then I went up to a three-and-a-half. And it might not seem like a lot, but when you're dancing in a three-and-a-half-inch heel, it's if a I'm, lot. If I'm in even, like, my Timberlands yeah. and walking, I'm like, oh, my God, me, me calves. Yeah. So, so I can't imagine, imagine dancing. Imagine that, but All dancing, of that pressure on the balls of your feet. All of that pressure on the balls you know, of your feet. No, people are getting Botox. No, huh? they're, getting, they're getting Botox in their feet, but they're getting filler in the in balls the of their feet for... Uh, High heels. You get a load of filler, so you've got a cushion. That's gross to me. Little a little breast implant underneath the balls I, of your feet. But you know it's gas. I always said if I was gonna get any Get Botox anywhere but your feet. <laughs> well it sounds like you need it. Maybe a facelift too. If I was gonna get <laughs> surgery. Yeah. I'd get a toe job. Because I want my toe Wait. Are we talking about like a Craigslist? Toe job or what kind of toe Dun- job? A done deal toe job. Remember, you're back in Ireland now. Craigslist okay. doesn't exist. Sir. Oh, okay. So right, done right. deal or adverts. Okay, or yellow pages. Yeah. Oh no. Th- well, no, no yellow, yellow pages, pages isn't really think. That. That's okay. very 1969. So how do people? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But anyway, no. enough well, about me and Dance with the Stars. No. Well, that's where that's where I saw you first, and you were you know yeah. cha ching and fucking merengueing. I don't know. Is there merengue? No. So you've got cha cha rumba salsa. I only know the Pasta names Lovely. of songs from Dirty Dancing. Well, Cha Cha was my favorite one, so that's all you need to know. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's where I saw you first. And then you came to my launch party of yeah. my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the week of the final of Dance with the Stars. So I literally Aww. said hi and bye. So Aww. I risked my life for you. Well, actually, do you know what? Well, you, you're you're a slim person. Yeah. Um, but I do actually remember you were quite, you were kind of like greyhoundish because you were wearing a bodysuit as you, you I do was a lot. Gr- I was a greyhound. You were a greyhound. I went in a Rottweiler and I came out a greyhound. 
<laughs> and you turn back into a Rottweil again. <laughs> and now I'm hybrid. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm a crossbreed now. Um, yeah, yeah, that was the that was the first time we saw each other. But and I was like, oh, this is the, like you were on the TV when yeah. like I was in the hotel, mm-hmm. and then you came to think I was like, oh, this is the like the pop That's star the of Ireland. That's the girl. That's the girl. How, how did you become aware of me first? Because I actually have never asked you this, and so, I have no idea how. Okay, actually. so I don't know if you remember, but this was like in the height of a lot of change. Uh, that was going on what? in Ireland, in the in the states, everything. Um, it was like during Black Lives Matter. There was a lot of stuff politically going on. Are we um, talking about twenty twenty? What twenty twenty? Twenty twenty. Okay. Twenty. Oh my god! Now I'm I'm yeah. trying to do an Irish accent like you know. Yeah, please. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Um. Yeah, I actually remember you followed me on Instagram because uh. obviously I had been you know kind of campaigning and all that kind of stuff, and then yeah. accidentally became this. Uh. Um, spokesperson for the cause right. um, which was kind of we'll get into that like another time Yeah. but I remember just feeling really like is anybody listening I don't think anybody's mm-hmm. listening at all mm-hmm. um, are we pissing against the wind here mm-hmm. um, and then I remember you had followed me because mm-hmm. obviously you know Andrew always has his ear to, ear to the ground yeah, and, you know wants me. to know what's going on um, and I was like, oh my God, this is so random. Like, why, what have I done to warrant a follow of Andrew Fitzsimons? Um, and then I just remember you DM'd me and then that was just kind of it. What did I say? Was I can't it... even remember. We have to look back in our DMs. We need to go back in our DMs. I don't even know what that must have been about. Yeah. It's probably just... Yeah. I think you just mutually understood that I understand, understood a struggle that was the same but different to yours. Right, right, right. You right. know, being yeah. being a gay man in Ireland and then, you know, me being Did a mistress black me on the girl. Pod? Okay, I right. just outed Thanks. you. Sorry. Well, mom, I'm was... gay. Sorry. You heard from Erica. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, the, and then the launch was the first time we, like, met in person. Yeah. And then... Because that was after COVID as well. Right, So COVID yeah. was just kind of coming to an end. That was the bi- first big party in Dublin... That was a great party. That was my launch party. If that you weren't at my party. launch party, if you were one of the few people who weren't at my launch party in Dublin, um, I had it in this... Where the old Abercrombie and Fitch was. Where the old Abercrombie and Fitch was. It's on Dave Street. Um, no, College, College Green. College Green. Green. Yeah, um, it was so good the lights went out. It was so good we blew the electricity <laughs> in the whole building. It Okay, so when I tell you... Now, this is a testament to Amy Bookridge who uh, owns Loft PR... Um, P.O.R. Sorry. Um, she, we had, I think, three days to turn around the party because yeah. we had no venue because we just couldn't find. I'm very specific about venues and I'm very specific about lighting. That wouldn't be like you to be that last one. I minute. know, I know. Um, but somehow, I think it was my manager, Jules Fallon, at First Options. She, um, I think it was her, found this spot. It yeah. was not being used. I think yeah, it was yeah. going to be turned into a restaurant or something at mm. some point. There was wires coming out of the ground. There was n- nothing inside. It vaguely smelled like Abercrombie um, oh. cologne because they pump it through the Oh, they pump the it vents. through the vents. I used to work there. So it smelled... Shut up. Yeah. The ghost of young Erica the was go- oh, ushered she, me in. She, I'm telling you, the universe. Stop. Oh, we're going to get it. This is the universe literally trying to put the That's two of us together That's since mad. birth. But the part, the party was, yeah, it was amazing. We, she, like Amy Bookridge turned it around in literally three days. It turned, we turned it into Andrew Fitzsimons so Studio good. Fifty Four. It was the first big party after COVID. It was so fun. It was like dance hall, and it was uh, yeah, like R and B. Tara Kumar, Tara Kumar DJ. Yeah. She was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and in the middle of my speech, I was trying to give my big homecoming speech, <laughs> and the fucking electricity went in the whole building. <laughs> Everyone, then I found out afterwards, 
shady fucking yeah. Irish people what? thought it was a publicity stunt. Oh. Thought it was a like they're like, oh, the Kardashian man did a ah. big did a big stunt in his yoke. Did a big oh my god, this yeah. Irish accent, no. Andrew. I'm, I know you are killing me. I know. I so I started giving my speech. The electricity went out. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. It's not coming back, so I just had to shout my speech to a couple of hundred people in the thing. So, yeah. Thank you for coming to my party. It was <laughs> a mess. Anyway, that's the that's where I met you first. Um. And then I think we DM'd a couple of times. We're kind of keeping in touch. We're we like kept in touch. IG friends. Yeah. And then I saw that. Did you DM me or did I DM you when you were in LA? So I came to LA in October. Right. Of and last was, year. Of, of last year. Of 2022. And so this is going to lead into how the universe was like, oh my God. Right. Let's make Andrew and Erica friends. Because you're probably like, why well, the hell are these two people make on a podcast like, We had together? no choice whatsoever. We had no choice. We had no say in the matter. No. I went to LA in October 2022. I was staying with a really good family friend, Shedit Schneid. Um, she's the best. So yeah. I was down in Marina Del Rey. Uh-huh. It was my first time ever in LA. Kay. I was just coming to check it out. Wanted to see what it was all about because I'd heard so much about it. Right. Um, And then Andrew, had, you saw that I was in LA. Or I told you I was coming, I think. Right, right, right. I'm pretty sure I told you I was coming because mm-hmm. we've been keeping in touch or whatever. And you were like, oh, do you want to come to my house? We're going to go to dinner and blah, blah, blah. Come first, like some drinks beforehand. And I was like, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. Just me, you know, in, in the marina. Yeah. Um, And then you... Which is very, which is a very sedate neighborhood compared to where I live. Yeah, it's like Houth compared yeah. to Dublin 8. To... No, it's like Houth compared no, to... No, my, my house is like Georgia Street. Yeah, like it's really busy. I mean, like, you know, busyness. Yeah. It, it's like yeah. 40 minutes it's apart. Yeah, yeah, it's town compared to, you know, being out in the sticks. Yeah. Um, but really beautiful, really close mm. to Venice Venice Beach yeah. and Santa Monica and yeah. that whole. So I got to experience that side of LA right. the first time I was there. Right. Um, so you were like, come out for dinner, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then the first time we couldn't make it happen, but then you messaged me the second time. Um, I think you were working really late one of those days you were on a shoe. That's usually what I say when I want to fly. When you just don't want to see someone. When I don't want to see other human beings, I'm like, yeah. sorry, I have to work really late. Amen. And yeah, because do you know what? I don't want to hang out with anyone when they're tired and I don't want 100%. anyone to have to hang out with me when I'm tired. I'm the exact So same. guess what? I'm that's, not available. That's what you're getting. Yeah. That's a so that happened true the first time. Leo right? characteristic. No, yeah. seriously, because I did the same thing. Right. Um, so this, and then so that happened we the met, first time. That happened the first time. Thank you for keeping me on track on stories because I can go <laughs> off Same. on a tangent. Um, and then I came over to your house the next time and then we went for dinner. But meanwhile, we're sitting in your sitting room and there's a book of Mary McAleese sitting <laughs> on your coffee table. And I was like, oh my God, I fucking love Mary McAleese. I was like, I she's love the, Mary McAleese. I was like, she's the only woman who could ever play out my braids. I remember meeting her in Kilbarrick in like a community centre in Kilbarrick years ago. I think I was like about six or seven. Uh-huh. Um, and my mom had like done these gorgeous little braids on me and she came over to me in the line of people that she was greeting because this is when she was president. Yeah. And she like pulled, she like came over to me, pull, I know I usually say don't touch my hair but Mary McAleese, you can touch okay, my hair she's any the, day. She's, she's the hair queen. pass. Yeah, she's the hair pass. Um, and she came over and she goes, your hair is so beautiful. And ah! I was like, oh, no, wait. I'm pretty. The fact that you didn't backhand her. I did not backhand her. I couldn't do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She came over, pulled your braids, and said, "You've got hair." She like had them really gently. Okay. Yanking them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a moment. No, oh, but imagine my, growing wait, up. Wait, no, imagine growing up. And the president comes over and pulls your braids. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It's different when the kids in school do because they, yeah, have, they have a completely different intentions. You got anointed by the president. It, I got yeah. anointed by Mary McAleese. Yeah. So then that was the moment I was like, do you know what? Yeah. 
I'm pretty. Yeah. Because Mary McAleese Because the president <laughs> literally touched, touched my hair touched and anointed hair. me. Yeah. I love Mary McAleese. We love Mary McAleese. So her book was on your coffee table. And yes. I was like, oh. My mom like, got me that actually. Okay. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, okay, we're on to a good start. Right. He's got Mary McAleese on his coffee table. Yeah. Then we get talking and we were, I think I was talking about my mom and my nana and like how witchy and spiritual we all are. And like, you know, right. me and my mom used to do angel cards when I was younger and like inner child cards and all this kind of stuff. And then you said something about them both doing hair or your, your grandmother yes. doing hair. Yes. And doing movies. Doing movies. And then you turned around to me with like. No, this was, no, when I tell you. This was the vaguest story. It was like, Vague. my mom's a hippie and yeah. she used to work with my grandmother a bit, like on movies, because my grandmother does hair <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe just your energy that yeah. is very similar to your mom and your yeah. grandmother in some ways. Yeah. In some ways not, but in some ways. And I just clicked and I just go, Erica, does your mom have a star, star tattoo, tattoo right here? Yeah. And you go, yeah. And I go, I know your mom and your grandmother. I used to work with your mother <laughs> and your like, grandmother. No, we're in LA, literally in West Hollywood. How have I ended up in your house and you know my mother and my grandmother? But like, not, that is insane to me. Not only do I know your mother and grandmother, yeah. but your grandmother literally, like, took me under her wing yeah. and, like, really helped me start my career. Mm-hmm. And I had, n- I had no fucking... I literally it's just didn't, thought you were just, like, a random just Irish a random ass pop girl. star in yeah. LA. <laughs> like, how are you doing? I was like, yeah, come to dinner, we'll drink, blah, blah. And I thought that was going to be it. And then I was like, yeah. well, once that happened and I knew that your grandmother was who she is, yeah. I was like, we're family now. That's it. Literally. It was, it was a done deal. Yeah. Ever since then. And I think ever since then, we, we just... It was kind of like when you, you feel like you've known someone your whole mm-hmm. life. Like, I was saying to Andrew that... You knew me before you actually even knew me. Absolutely. Which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, And to know that you worked with my nana and hair on sets, because like my aunt works in film as well, and so yeah. does my nana. Yeah. Um, So I was always in and around that world. Like right. I remember going to like work with my nana. Like sometimes I'd take some cheeky days off school just to go and work with my nana because yeah. I loved being on set. And yeah. I, that's definitely when oh, I was a kid. It must have been the most exciting thing in the world. It was amazing. Like I started off acting first before I even of started course. off doing of course. it. Of course. Little she did. Billy Barry self. She was a Billy Barry kid. Were you? Yeah. She was. Do you know what? Yeah. She was. Did, from how, the age I, of three. Even if you didn't specifically go to Billy Barry, mm-hmm. you were a Billy Barry kid. I Samantha- can just, I can smell it off you. Samantha Mumba ran so I could walk. Literally, yeah. she was she was Billy Barry. Yeah, because because Billy Barry is kind of like the what was the one in England where all the Spice Girls like uh, Sylvia oh, Young, like the Britica, the Brit girl. No, it was Sil- Sylvia Young. Like literally, all the pop stars went to her. I think or Sylvia oh, I something. Don't know. No, Emma Bunton I think went to her, and then okay. someone else, and then Amy Winehouse. She was a stage school kid too. Yeah, well there you go. And like all of them, so that's the, like the the Billy Barry of. It's the. Do you know what? It was the best thing for my confidence, especially I'm being sure. a kid who is going through an identity crisis up until she's the age of like twenty one. No wonder you love the gays so much. Listen. Billy Barry. I'm telling you Is Billy now. Barry a man or a woman? Billy Barry was a woman. Okay. I can confirm was. that. I know. I just needed a R. second R. to think about that. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, she's dead? Yeah, she died. Oh. Loki, uh, thank you for your service, Billy Barry, because you brought yeah. two of the biggest fucking pop stars in <laughs> Ireland. And they happen to be black. Yeah, and they happen to be fucking beautiful black women. How about that? <laughs> That's a contribution to Irish culture. Okay, so that Sorry. basically, uh, when myself and Erica were like, okay, <laughs> we should do a podcast, it was like, it's literally just going to be us trying to figure out what the start of the fucking conversation was. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we met in late, and, and I realized that I knew her mom and her grandmother, and and we were just like, 
fucking best friends. And then yeah, I, literally. And then I felt like came, I knew you forever. How many, how many times were you, were you in LA? Just twice. That was my first time in LA. So okay. I've been to New York, and then obviously my dad's American, so I've yeah. been to South Carolina a couple of times. And yeah. um, but I remember the first time I went to New York, I was like, oh my god, the yeah. air is different here. Like yeah. I feel like I can be totally, yeah. uh, pardon the pun, but completely unapologetic. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So when I met you first in LA, this is like just an episode of like trying to how we tell met. a five minute story we of how had, we met. We actually had so many notes for today and we yeah, have just all out the window. Out the window. Okay, well I tell you when like... I fell in love with you. Obviously I knew that you, first of all, you ran over to my Mary McAleese book. So ding, ran. ding, ding, number one. <laughs> Um, then I know your whole fucking family yeah. and your grandmother is like one of my favorite human beings in the world. So uh, Maureen. And, uh, uh, love El Maureen. Um, love you Maureen. Shout out to Maureen. Shout out to Maureen. Um, and your mom. Yeah. Your amazing, Kiki. amazing mother Kiki. Um, and then we went to a gay bar. Yeah. Went to one of my favorite gay bars. Well, I don't go to gay bars very often, um, in LA because they're not great in LA. Um, but we went to a gay bar. Uh, well, we went to dinner for. Did we go to a gay we bar? We went to. So we were in your house. Then we went to dinner. Went to dinner. Where did we go to dinner? Um. Oh, it was some fancy ass restaurant somewhere in West Hollywood. Tess, was it? Was it on um Sunset? Oh, I think it might have been. Right. I'm sure. I we... remember walking in and it was like real woody. It was real, real fab. Woody. And I remember, oh my God, I remember feeling so drunk at dinner because obviously all you drink in America is tequila. Whereas oh, I I'm was, not. You, I I'm pour tequila gal. down people's throats. Well, that's exactly what you did. Because yeah. I remember, I was like, oh my God, I'm here for dinner with people that I've really only really met today. For like 45 I minutes ago. I need to play sober. Yeah. I, I played sober like an Oscar winning actress. Oh yeah. The, the, the Billy Barry came out The Billy Barry came out I yeah. cracked a smile on I yeah. necked that tequila That whatever w- yeah. was coming Because you were just like We're going to just get um, uh, A round of whatever the cocktail was That was just laced with tequila Yeah um, Let's just get 20 of them Yeah Perfect oh, yeah. No bother For, for I can the four them. of us For the four of us Yeah um, And then the rest is a blur Well my Okay so yeah The rest of the memories of the night Are a little blurry for me also, because yeah. I, I have great composure, but like if I'm drunk, Glad no one else knows, but page. I know I'm like, yeah, I'm like leaning against the cubicle while I'm trying to take same pe- same people. Yeah. And uh, we went to a gay bar, which is like more of a like a R&B hip hop gay bar. It's the only yeah. one of them. Um, they didn't play an ounce of R&B or hip hop that night. They didn't. Oh, they yeah, played, they like, did. Two songs. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, that was shite. Um, but all I remember is you were like, let's take a photo. Let's take a photo. You take out. <laughs> when I tell you, it was like a big giant movie light that would like li- li- like 
light up a whole room. She takes yeah. out her phone, clips on this globe. light, a big giant LED thing. Like, it's a dark club. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're in a spotlight taken. I was like, oh my God. Y'all loved it though. Well, it was good lighting. You loved it. It was good lighting. I saw every head in that bar turned and they were like, she knows what she's doing. Literally, the gays were just like, she went to Billy Barry. I could tell. (laughs) She knows her lighting. She knows her lighting. She knows her. Oh my God, you and this Irish accent. I'm trying to get my Irish accent back slowly but surely. It's going awful. So we're in Ireland now. I'm scared of like when I go back to the States on the podcast, my accent is going to get more and more American. It won't. It won't. Because... I absolutely won't let that happen okay. and neither will our listeners because they just won't be able to tolerate it. Yeah, true. Like, that, I was kind of nervous about it. Like, whenever I do interviews or anything in Ireland, yeah. I'm really, like, Ireland because I'm like, Ireland? Ireland. <laughs> Ireland. Come on, Ireland. Boy, I'm Andrew. Like, I really try and put it on. Um, yeah, you're very LA. In ways. Well, like, I, I left Ireland when I was like 16. So. so you left Ireland, first of all, you left school really young. I left school at 13. Okay. Um... Yeah, left school. Didn't didn't love school. Went to secondary school for one whole year. Um, extreme, well, extreme to me. Um, mm. Homophobic uh, bullying, and I was like, "This is not for me." Asked my mom to get me a summer job. Mm. She got me a job in a hair salon. Loved it. I was around all women. They did yeah. not need me to oh, like in school. It's like I had to pretend to like sports, and I had to pretend to like yeah. girls, and I had to pretend like just literally it's for long. my own safety. I had to like ha- literally play a character every day just to go to school and then do school work on yeah. top of that. Um, the, fir- the hair salon was the first place where I was like, oh, I could actually just be myself. I didn't even know who myself was because I had to pretend to be someone else for so yeah. long. Literally at just 13. And uh, was just in the salon and absolutely loved it. And I didn't um, know where to put you though. You what? Oh so yeah, alien knew where like, to put you. My son is uh, that's where he's a homosexual, going. <laughs> so he's going. It's either it was either going to be the florist or the hairdressers. I'm surprised I wasn't like a uh, like uh, uh, florist or the hairdressers. Well, do you know what? If I was a florist, I was going to be the best florist be in the florist. world. Yeah, you I said think so. you actually got your mom was doing a. a my mom's my mom's into the into the floristry, and she uh, sent my my nana flowers. She no, she made them, made a bouquet of flowers, hand delivered them to my nana's door. My nana, yeah, was that was like, so cute. that is friendship. That was so cute. So yeah, I left school, started doing hair, loved it. Was around girls. I had the exact same interest as all the girls. We were yeah. into the same kind of music. That was the era of like J Lo and mm. like uh, early to the Sierra. See what was your Sierra Cacody? Yeah. Sierra. It was actually Kiss Kiss Sierra Kiss Kiss. If anyone can find that, if there's any internet sleuths, there please, is. Please. No chance. Well, let's see. No chance. Let's see. I'll have to put them up one day. They're very funny. Please. But continue. Sorry. Um. And uh, yeah, we just loved loved hair and uh, Ireland. Yeah, obviously it was still very homophobic and um, I was like, I gotta get out of here. I did a couple of things. Did started um, doing movies. Um, that's where I met your grandmother. Your grandmother recommended me for uh, a TV show. I started working on a TV show as like an assistant hairdresser. And then when I was around 16 or 17, I moved to Paris, just literally left Ireland. I was like, do you know what? Anytime I tell anyone my dreams and my plans, they just kind of laugh at me. Oh, that was my whole, whole childhood. Right. I was, I was like... I want to be a big hairdresser. I want to own salons and I want to have my own line and I want to do the like Oscars and Vogue and stuff. And they're like, okay, sure. (laughs) Sure, little boy. Um, So I was like, well, I still am. So fuck you guys. And I'm moving to Paris. So um, moved to Paris when I was 16. 
got a really big agent there. Mm. Um, I was like, literally, I, I think I was pretending to be 18 at the time because, like, As we all I do, had to. to get something. Um, so I was like, literally, the youngest person on set for like Vogue magazine and for like, I did Alexander McQueen's last show. Um, I really like cut oh, my I teeth. Yeah, I cut my teeth on like real fashion. Um, really, really young. I was there for a couple of years. And um, I waited until I was 21 to move to New York because I was like, if I can't drink, what the fuck is the point <laughs> of being in New York? Like, but the thing Literally. is, I was able to like Paris was Paris was great for work. It wasn't great socially. It's still yeah. a little um, pigeonholy there, too. OK. Um, but when I moved to New York at 21, that was it. It, was this, it was a very similar story to when you went to the States for the first time. I was like, oh, my God, this I can be unapologetically me. Yeah. And. In Ireland, I stuck out. In there, I was you boring. Yeah, I was exactly. Boring. I was yeah. a big, crazy, homosexual, like, Mr. Blobby in you, Ireland. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And <laughs> that's, why, that's how I felt walking down the street. Blah, 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 blah. Jeez, the two of us were like bleeding zig and zag. Literally. Didn't even know it. Literally. And in New York, I was like a fucking nun. That's what I love about it. It's, it really opened my eyes to, yeah. there's, like, everybody should just be able to be everybody whoever they want to be, as long as you're not infringing on anyone mm. else's rights, just fucking do your yeah. thing. And New York was, I left school at 13, but it gave me the education of a lifetime. There just Just in terms of how the world Experience works. Experience on the world and there's so much more out there. Yeah. And I, I got an agent there. I was working there, partying a lot. I saw everything, did everything in my early 20s. And I'm so glad because I still had the little Irish fear. So I didn't go too heavy into anything. But yeah. I, I definitely saw everything. And it, it was it was a really, um, really formative time and a really amazing time for me. Um, and yeah, then I, start, I was still doing fashion. And then... In New York, it's there's fashion, but there's also celebrity. So I was, yeah. started working with celebrities for the first time. I think the first celebrity I worked with was Mariah Carey. <gasps> and, yo, I wasn't the biggest Mariah Carey fan when I was growing up. I am the biggest Mariah Carey fan. Oh, I I'll think tell she you some stories. So no, actually, under- I won't tell you stories. <laughs> <laughs> Not here anyway. No. <laughs> She's so underappreciated as a songwriter. When I te- She's oh, amazing. When I tell you she is a fucking musical genius. She's a genius. Genius. She's a nocturnal genius. I'll never forget hearing Honey for the first time. It changed my world. Like, what a song. Changed my world. What a song. What a video. Oh, Listen, we could go the on The Bond girl. She's an episode in herself, to she be really quite is. honest. She's a queen. So, like, working with a celebrity for the first time, I was like, wow. I, I like, this is this is what I want to do. L- lived in New York. Um, I worked with Adele. I worked with a couple of people. Um, still shooting all the time. Not yeah. making a lot of money, but, like, just fucking you do what you loving do. life. Yeah. Loving life. Um, and then I moved to LA about four years ago. I started working with, um, Kendall in New York. Literally, I was working with a photographer and he was like, burp. And, um, he was like, um, oh, I'm, I'm shooting this new model after the shoot. Do you want to, um, stay and do the hair? Yeah. And he shot for Vogue and I really wanted to, I wanted a Vogue cover. My whole, my goal in life was to have a Vogue cover by the age of 30. Oh. And at this point, I'm like maybe 24, 23, 24. I'd been in New York okay. a couple of years, but nothing nothing that crazy had happened. And I stuck around. It was Kendall. It was her first ever shoot in New York. And uh, she was amazing. We got on so well. I, uh, we both had a crush on a similar pop star. So we we're just like talking about that the whole time. Love. And bonded over that. And um, then when she, whenever she was in New York... Uh, she booked me so for awards or whatever. And then I think my first taste of the job that I do now yeah. was 
when she booked me for the Met Gala. So it was my first ever Met Gala. It was her, and she was starting to become like famous in her own right as a model. And I think she was there. I think she was there with a beauty company that she was the face of then. She was wearing Kelvin Klein, this beautiful uh, green Kelvin Klein dress. It was the the theme that year was China through the looking glass. I remember. Yeah. I remember. I and I think it was the start look. of the like the new supermodel era because yeah. it was her and Gigi, Gigi and, and Bella, Bella and all of that on the red carpet. So, and then I, like, I got stuff written about me for the first time. No one has ever written my name. And, and, and apart from, like, there might have been, a, like, an Irish blog that says, oh, the Irish people doing well abroad. This person is making yeah. pizza There's in fucking Chicago like that, or whatever. Though. Yeah. No, when it was, like, um, celebrity hairstylist written in thing, I was like, oh, me. That's oh, my me. God. That's me. It's like, it's actually, like, I visualized it in my head and it was, like, coming true. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, and then... And then I was like doing my thing in New York. I was like, okay, I think this is, I want to move into this uh, area because no one had ever seen my work before. Yeah. I, I was doing every job. I was working almost seven days a week. Grinding. Bare, grinding. People, that's Ding. the other thing that people don't realize, sorry to cut across here, is that people think that people just blow up in a day. Or they overnight. do blow up in a day. They blow up in a it's... day, but there's like at least eight to 10 years of hard ass labor that goes on behind the scenes before you even reach that peak or you reach that yeah. mention in. Yeah. So there was at least like 10 or 11 years I'd been working flat there out for go. almost no yeah. money. Um, for free. Literally for free. The first, I think, three or four years of living in New York, I earned probably less than $2,000 in the whole wow. year. I was living on nothing. I was I had a boyfriend at the time where I was sharing his food stamps, which are um, like government, yeah. government food. Um, that's where I learned to cook. Making I can make pasta out of three ingredients, like a, a yolk of gravy... Uh, you like can make some a pot penne. noodle last for a week. Yeah, I literally, literally. Yeah. Um. So, so, so I was working with Kendall, and her makeup artist, or he, um, Mario, makeup by Mario, was living in New York at the time. He just moved from LA back to New York. Okay. And he started doing Kendall because she was in New York, and then uh, the whole family came to New York for uh, Yeezy Fashion Show one uh, Fashion Week, and he recommended me, I think, to Courtney. And we both did Courtney together. We got on like a house on fire. She started booking me whenever she was in New York. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I love That's the, um, these clients and um, I can do my best work. And it was just cool. And I was dating an actor at the time. And we who were, <laughs> who shall never <laughs> be named. Um, we uh, we both decided to move to LA. He had nothing really guaranteed there, but that's kind of like the epicenter that's of acting. How it goes. And for me, like the epicenter of act of uh, celebrity is LA. So we're like, okay, let's take the plunge. I didn't have any guarantees. Yeah. Like all the Kardashians have their own hair and makeup artists already in LA. Yeah. Um, so I just took a chance on myself as I had a couple of other times in my life and had the um evidence that when you just be brave and you just throw yourself into something that you feel like is for you. Yeah. Good things will happen. Throw yourself in your comfort zone as well. The minute you do that thing, you start to reap the rewards. And then you see it and then you go, oh, it worked. I can do it. I can do it again. So you never feel like you're starting at zero because it feels like different rungs of the ladder. So moved to LA and little by little started working with Courtney when I think her, the people that she was using weren't available and just the, the, that's where, where it all started. 
and yeah, I've been in LA for four years. Then you popped into my life. Then I came along and your dragged me back baby. to Ireland <laughs> <laughs> and dragged you straight back by your ponytail. But honestly, like, we, like our friendship, I left Ireland so young, so I never had friends as an adult. Yeah, uh, in Ireland, who who I didn't work with, like I, I'm friends yeah. with, like people that I work with on my team and stuff. Um, but someone who was just purely my friend mm-hmm. and we stayed in touch we're like obviously we just became instant family and instant yeah and you know what I'm glad I could be that person for you thank and you I'm glad you're that person for thank me. you well it feels like a whole new journey for me because I didn't have a great experience growing up in Ireland like I had great I had, yeah. I had nice moments but generally speaking I didn't feel comfortable wanted or happy here yeah um and whenever I'd visit, it felt very visity because I didn't have friends mm. um, in Ireland and whatever. I come back, I was like, my mom would be at work, my sister would be at work. I'd be just by myself watching Loose Women yeah. at home. And I'd be like, I might as well just be women. in the States. I love Loose Women. What about EastEnders? Uh, never never been a soap person. Never been a soap girl? No. I de- what are my... I have a couple of like uh, British TV shows. Been getting into... Well, that's a whole other episode. What? Just say it. Queen Charlotte. Oh! Don't even get me started. Okay. I finished it in a day. You did? Of course I did. Well, I'm I've, still trying to get you to finish it. Well, I finished it, but I was asleep for every episode after episode one. So I think my my analytics or what is it called? My algorithm on Netflix yeah. thinks that I am obsessed with it, I think. And I'm only going to get period shows right, suggested. Because it's I've tried it so many times and fell asleep and it's played the whole season over and over again. So they think I just really right, love okay. it, I think. Oh, I love that. Well, you but will. I, I'm going to watch it for a second. No, time. I do like it. But episode one, does she ever stop having the hump? Because she has the hump all episode one. Oh, not only does she have the hump in the first couple of episodes, but then after episode two, there's a lot of humping. Huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's that's great. all you had to say. It's But I wanted you to be surprised. I didn't want oh, to ruin sure, it okay. for you. Well, do you know what? It's it's like I, that'll actually make me. That'll I just want to be in it. I think that's why I'm so obsessed with it. I want to be. I'm gonna manifest a part in Bridgerton. Wait, que- the, the, you could be the Irish Queen, Queen um, Sierraca. S- oh. We got it. Casting Queen agents Sierraca. are listening. Queen Sierraca. So anyone who's casting of Athlone. for for Bridgerton. Yeah, <laughs> Queen Sierraca is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sierraca, kiss, kiss, Sierraca. Sierra, that, that that's a whole little episode of us looking back on. Oh my god, we should actually do that, and then I'm gonna look through your grinder. You absolutely the fuck are not. I absolutely, am. I will get you a husband. I won't get you one on grinder, but I'll get. No, you a I don't think grinder is really designed for for meeting your um, absolutely husband. Not. It has happened though You'd before. Be I know a couple of um, gay people who are have met their partners on grinder because it's just a way of like saying hi to someone. It'd be like winking at someone in the bar. Yeah. a lot of the time the wink at the bar is it's come back to mine. Like, but wink you never know. You've had a. I don't know. We've all had well. I, I don't know. Oh. I've had like a one night stand where I'm like, oh, I actually like this person then hung out with them and like dated them for a while. So that, it can be the catalyst to uh, a relationship. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, that's never my intention or hope. I got you. Um, on Grinder, But just again, thank you to the, like the, the Irish foreign minister or whoever for all the there. Brazilian men huh? in, in Dublin. Just thank you. Because like, Coming yeah. back to Ireland, I'm just like, okay. See, it's different it... now since the last time you were here. And yeah. this is why I'm happy that you're coming home and you're able to kind of see how things are moving and changing. I know mm-hmm. we have a long way to go when it comes to a lot of things. And we'll definitely get into that the more we get into the pod. Because we definitely want to dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. And give people something to come away with that they can... It doesn't have to be, you know, oh, poor me, me, me. We don't want that to, this to be that kind of space. Oh, no. 
It's experience. But the thing is, like, Everyone one thing that I like, things are a lot better in Ireland. But one thing, one thing that I do notice is, and I think we all know this, is Irish people, myself included, love to sweep things under the carpet and not deal with things head yeah. on. If it is an awkward conversation, you'd rather just and pretend it isn't happening and self-deprecate and all that stuff. So whenever we're talking, it's mm. real. It's like we're 100%. we're going there. Yeah. And I feel like there's a real appetite for that in Ireland, finally, of not having to pretend things aren't 100%. happening and actually deal with them. Because you know what? If we just deal with everything, it's it's good for everybody. And it gets better. It does. And and look, the the atmosphere that you uh, felt when you went to the States for the first time mm-hmm. and I felt where we could be unapo- unapologetically ourselves. Yeah. That can happen in Ireland, but it can only happen when we're all able to see each other 100%. and understand what everyone is going through yeah. and then be able to be sensitive to those things. Because I know like in relationships, relationships with my family or lovers or whoever, um, that the more I know, and even, and you, um, the more I know about someone, I'm able to take care of them better. Amen to Like that. Like we've had so many conversations where I've learned something about you and I'm like, oh, I actually, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to approach this thing a little differently Same. based on your thing. Because we all have our sensitivities because it's 100%. hard It's hard to grow up. We all feel inadequate. We all feel like we're doing it wrong all the time. And we kind of keep that to ourselves because we don't want to be like the weak one all the time. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Everything's scary. But the more we know about each other, the more we know about sometimes the difficult things, the more mm. we're able to take care of each other. And that's the first step to being able to at some point celebrate. Yeah. You know, and all celebrate together. But um, I think in Ireland, like we're, we're heading in the right direction, but there's definitely a lot of conversations that need to happen. And I think I'm excited for to have a couple of those with you. 100%. Well, listen, we have them all the time and I feel like we're only kind of getting started. Yeah. In that sense. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. Obviously, we're, I'm in Dublin now and we're able to talk in the same room, which is nice. I'm, yeah. I have to go back to LA. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, a lot of this is going to be basically the conversation that we usually have on FaceTime. We just sit on, uh, on FaceTime and just chat and talk shite, talk shite, but also talk about but real stuff. 100%. And so basically it's going to be that, but everyone can listen. Everyone and will be able to hear. And we want to bring into our world. Yeah. And do you know what? I Like we were talking about it and we, we think it would be a great idea because we want to have these conversations. Um, and some of them are really difficult yeah. conversations. We should um, start talking to Irish people. And, you know, I always have as a gay person, maybe you do as a, as a woman of color, um, people asking like, oh, I'm asking this for a friend. Uh, like, yeah. what's the top and what's the bottom? Or like, there we go. what's a glory hole? That's the one. <laughs> um, and so I think that if we allow people to either ask us for advice or ask us questions that maybe they don't have a gay yeah. friend or they don't have a friend of color, um, they could ask us anonymously, ask for a friend. It's basically asking, asking for a friend. Let's just call it asking for a friend. Okay, asking for a friend. Ask those questions that... We are probably a little bit too shy to say, but so we ask for a friend instead. Yeah. So I think um, eventually, maybe in a couple of episodes, we can start yeah. asking people. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. We basically want to hear from you guys and we want to. Uh, Secrets, dilemmas, agony aunt, whatever it is. Demystify yes. some stuff. Yes. Are there okay, going to be hair happening. questions? Are there going to be glory hole questions? There's going to be a lot of questions. I'm unapologetically. I don't get embarrassed by 
anything. Neither do Literally, I. you could ask me ask me anything within reason. Yeah. Um, don't ask me about my clients because I am so NDA'd <laughs> and I'm not trying to get sued. He's NDA NDA'd up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's what that's what we should do moving forward. Absolutely. I okay. Agree. Well, Erica, it's time for me to go hang out with my family and my little my little nephew. Well, you know what? I'm gonna join you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Let's go get lunch. Let's get lunch. And um, we'll see you guys on episode two. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Wait. I'm Erica. Like and subscribe. Yes. Wait, is that a thing on podcasts? Absolutely. Oh, like and subscribe. Do you listen to podcasts for your own? We'll be that person. I was doing a bit of market research, Andrew. (laughs) And if you like this podcast, please like and subscribe. And Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Ask for a friend. Yeah, ask for a friend. (laughs) And we'll see you guys. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. Adios. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Adios, amigo. This is the way my mom. Uh, uh, bye, bye, bye. Off. Okay, bye, bye. Bye, yeah, bye, yeah. bye, bye. All bye, right, bye, bye. bye, bye. bye. Okay, okay, yeah. I'll see you all go, right bye. now. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Did we talk about anything that we planned on talking about? Probably not. <laughs>